Tell us a little bit about what you saw and, and, and being able to relay that message to Cora when you watched Kimbrell pitch and, and kind of help out so he wasn't uh, tipping his pitches. So tipping pitches, we hear about it all the time. People at home understand what tipping pitches is all about. It's amazing. Man. And that's remarkable. Alex, my friend, you and I are gathered here today to continue the long-standing tradition of previewing the Major League Baseball season without actually really having to make any predictions about who's going to be good in the Major League Baseball season. We are here to do the 2022 All-GIF Draft. Are you excited? I'm so excited. This is It's such a joy to do this every year, and it's really a joy to, to bring on folks in our orbit uh, whose opinions we love and respect to uh, not actually talk about the things that they are professionally knowledgeable about. It's wonderful. I'm glad you mentioned um, people sharing opinions that they are not actually professionally knowledgeable about, because before we get into the fun of the gift draft, I wanted to do a little quick quick check-in on something else that we care a lot about, Alex. I wanted to to check in with you about Alex Rodriguez. Of course. I do have a clip that I would like to play for you and our friends, the listeners. If we all make a million dollars today, we can go say, hey, let's go on a vacation. You can say, hey, let me go buy a Rolls Royce. Let's go buy a boat. My whole thing is I would be like, all right, guys, I want to take this million and buy assets. I don't want to buy any liabilities. Because ultimately, you're going to get in an elevator. Either one is going to go up or it's going to go down. Nothing's going to stay the same. you got to pay Uncle Sam. And then I believe in buying assets. And we have to educate our community. What is the difference between an asset and a liability? When people look at their homes, they say, this is an asset. Well, they're wrong. Your home is a liability. My multifamily is an asset. Now you ask, why? Number one, very simple. If something takes money out of your pocket every month, that's a liability. If an asset puts money in your pocket, that's an asset. And the more assets we can have and the less liability we can have, we're going to be better off. I just thought this was very important to share with you just to get our headspace right. Heading into the tipping pitches all gift draft, we need assets. We don't need liabilities. Do you agree? I do agree. I agree that we are going to pay Uncle Sam first and foremost, <laughs> right? That's before drafting any gifts, we are going to uh, send some gifts over to uh, give Uncle Sam his cut, right? Yes, a- exactly. Let me file that through. Right. I want you to flip your bat. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with trying to break. Like when I was watching this yesterday, like every single line he says it just deserves, makes it better. deserves its own deep cut. Bobby, elevators. <laughs> you're going to go up or you're going to go down? Mm-hmm. He's right about this. He He's is right. right about this. It, in your a professional opinion, Alex, as a, as a podcaster, which is what you and I are, <laughs> right. your professional opinion as a podcaster, are homes liabilities or assets? I think they are... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, should you buy a home, Alex? Tell the people who are listening whether or not it's a good investment to put a roof over their family's heads. He, he, he's not wrong in that these days it's a liability for your wallet 
to actually own or or rent a home, right? Like he's he is right in a way that I don't think that he's right about because he thinks that uh that you know everything in your life once again should be ath- assets through which you can appreciate the increasing value, right? So yeah, if a home is taking money out of your pocket every week, every month, it probably is a liability, but maybe it's because these things shouldn't be taking or putting money into our pockets, right? Didn't this man, now correct me if I'm wrong, didn't this man just purchase the Minnesota Timberwolves with financing? I presume he did not pay cash for the Timberwolves, right? Nor was he going to pay cash for the Mets. So do you think that actually, instead of Rob Manfred, turning down his Rob Manfred and the Wilpons turning down his bid to buy the Mets. Do you think that maybe A-Rod turned away because he realized the Mets are a liability, not an asset? Well, we know that it's not profitable to own a baseball team. In fact, right. it's smarter to actually bet on the stock market, right? That's actually a safer bet. Those so, are assets, not liability. It's my understanding <laughs> that those are liabilities as well. <laughs> the biggest thing here, I think, that I do have to give A-Rod some credit for is wanting to educate our community, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our community. Our community, tipping pitches, yes. That is the the community of multimillionaires, right? <laughs> the community of billionaires, because... No, no, no. The community of multimillionaire landlords. Please do go. not leave that part out. We don't include anybody who doesn't own a multifamily a mul- just multifamily. He didn't even say <laughs> like apartment complex. He said, right. my multifamily mm-hmm. is an asset. Pays for itself. Right. Insert, insert J-Lo joke there. Um, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is none of us are free until we're all free, right? And it really, it starts from the bottom with the landlords. <laughs> so he's putting in the work for, for our people. <laughs> okay. Um, landlords of the world unite. Okay. <laughs> Um, now that everybody is on the same page about assets versus liabilities as it pertains to gift drafting, I think that we should just get into it unless you, you want to make some, some world series predictions beforehand. I'm not going to lie. I haven't given it a, a ton of thought up until this point. In fact, you could argue I've given it zero thought up until this point, which is why, uh, I, I'll, I'll just say the, the Blue Jays, cause that's the team that I'm just kind of, uh, nice de facto in on, right? I think I, I think I mentioned this, uh, it was maybe on last week's podcast, or maybe it was just in a conversation between you and me. But, uh, but every time we talk to each other, it's a podcast, recorded or not. That's true. Hey, man, how was work today? Podcast. But yeah, I'm I I'm I'm into that team. I uh I, I can't really can't really name why exactly. I think it'll help uh given the the varying levels of vaccination status on players across the league that they uh they may have some home field advantage there. But overall I'm just rooting for Matt Chapman to have nice things. Like really that's kind of what it comes down to, you know. He has um Plenty of nice things. Eight other nice things in the lineup around him. Nice, mm-hmm. <laughs> nice bats in the lineup around him. Yeah. Uh, I have Dodgers over Blue Jays. Do you, do you want to make a selection as to who the Blue Jays will beat in the World Series? Or are you just you're just going Blue Jays in a forfeit. 
Blake Trinan has convinced too many Dodgers players to untake the vaccine, and the Dodgers can't field a roster to play against Toronto in the World Series. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Blue Jays over Braves. Oh, God. Why do you do this to me? We're supposed to be friends. You're predicting Atlanta to make it back to the World Series this year. Okay, okay, fine. Blue Jays over Mets. That's, is that better? That hurts also. <laughs> uh, you watching me watch the Mets lose two World Series in the span of 10 years and then still choosing to be friends with me after that experience would be a really, really unbreakable bond. So maybe it'd be good for the podcast in the long it's run. It's true. I have seen you at your lowest, Absolute your most emotionally nadir. vulnerable. Yes. Just tears at Halloween parties. Okay. It's time to do the gift draft. Uh, we are going to bring in a wonderful and complete lineup of our good friends here at Tipping Pitches. That includes Bradford William Davis, Stephen Hessen of Batting Around, Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Family Barbecue, Clinton Yates, who works for a little company called ESPN, Meg Rowley, managing editor of Fangraphs, and last but not least, Shakia Taylor. But before we bring all of those good friends in, Alex, I am Bobby Wagner. I am Alex Baisley. And you are listening to Tipping Pitches. Okay, it's the all-gift draft. Bradford William Davis is back. Hi, Bradford. Welcome Yo. back to the Tipping Pitches podcast, my friend. It's great to see your face. Pleasure to see y'all, too. We're so excited to have you back. Uh, this is your second year selecting in the gift draft, and you were the most punctual in responding to us. So that means you are rewarded. We reward trying hard, unlike baseball ownership. We reward that. So you have the first overall pick. and. We will select after you for our team. You are now picking for the guests of Tipping Pitches team. And you are on the clock, my good friend. Okay, cool. All how right. Much, see how what, much the, work did you put into the big board this year? Let me see, I'm, I'm looking at what Jay Bilas wrote right now. On <laughs> 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 most giftable baseball players. I mean, I kind of like blew my first pick. It was, uh, it was Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> was if you were going to mea culpa. This is before I knew he was a criminal. You know, I just thought he was evil, but not a criminal, you right. know? <laughs> um, so, I, and I, I released him in bad the atmosphere. So, I apology, apologies um, for that. But um, let's see. As far as um, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go with like, you know, people who I think are nice now. <laughs> <laughs> but you never, though, you never know, right? Like, um, but uh, let's go with uh, Ronald Alcunia Jr. Good one. It's That's a good pick. pick. So Ronald has been selected multiple times. You obviously will need to wait a little while before it comes back from the ACL tear. But I do feel like by selecting him when we missed so much of his time last year, you get a little bit of boost because people will be so happy to have him back. They'll be like, Ronald is back. Baseball has missed him. Baseball needed him. What do you like about Ronald Acuna Jr., both as a player, but also as a gift producer? So uh, it's a, obviously this is a slight article of faith that he has not lost any athleticism after a serious injury, but he's young. He hits big, beautiful home runs. He plays extremely hard, but he plays extremely cool. And I love, you know, and, and so I love watching him shine. I love the, the style and the energy and the strength that he plays the game of baseball with. So I can't wait to see. Um, 
And I know he's going to be revved up too, you know, because of course he's, you know, he, he's, he, Ronaldo Cunha has missed Ronaldo Cunha, you know, as you know, yeah. perhaps more than yeah. when we've missed him. So um, coming back to a team that's defending a title, you know, I know he's going to be all out. Um, maybe Wait, not the fir- first day, defend, but defending like, a title. No, the Braves didn't win the title last year. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> nope. Yeah, the Atlanta baseball team, they were, they were, um, they like were pretty good. <laughs> Congrats to the World Series champion last year. Nobody, you did not under any circumstances have to hand it to the Atlanta baseball team. Sadly, this season did not end and on July 12th or so, you know, otherwise <laughs> things may have been very different for your Mets, but um <laughs> But nope, they got they play all six months, most years, and uh, <laughs> and that's why uh, you know we're gonna see I think you know another fun team. You know, obviously they uh, more for accounting reasons they you know they traded away uh, or that traded away rather they let Freddie Freeman walk for Matt Olson. Um, but hey, you know he's still Matt Olson, and uh, you know so the team's gonna be winning a lot of games still. They you know they're they're, they're running it back so to speak with the, you know with the team again that won the World Series for for the most part. And they're adding, uh, you know, and, and, but they're, but they're running it back with, uh, you know, a inner circle MVP candidate, you know, coming, you know, so I, yeah, I just think there's going to be, you know, there's going to be lots of primetime Braves games, lots of bright lights and lots of chances for, you know, energetic crowd and, and, and an energetic player to shine. So that's why I pick Ronaldo Cunha. I, I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like this every day, just that I can't keep track of all of the, the young, beautiful baseball players who I love to watch play baseball, right? So the fact that Acuna missed uh, effectively the second half of the season last year, I think gave people's, uh, gave people's attention a chance to kind of shift towards players like uh, like uh, Vlad Jr., right? Obviously, Shohei Otani is always on, on everyone's mind. Juan Soto is another one. And I feel like Acuna kind of flies under the radar in a sense just because he's so consistently good and filled with uh swagger like there are a lot of players who might have like these kind of one-off outbursts and you're like oh i love to see that from um i don't know tyler o'neill cool cool like bat flip bro or whatever right but but what you forget is like acuna has this on every single at bat right every single play like you were saying he is like revved up and ready to go he's five two i mean vlad obviously is an amazing hitter right but he's just one side of the ball you know fernando tatis jr you know oh of course a, a great and complete player um but uh i would say that acuna is better at the defensive on the defensive end, more consistent on the defensive end. And I get, you know, I guess before last summer, uh, way less injury prone. So um that's why I think you know you'll you'll see more opportunities for him, you know. He also apparently does not ride a motorcycle, which is really important. That's the X factor in this. This story like, has gone unaddressed commute, on tipping pitches. How do you commute to work? <laughs> so do you Uber do you take the way the that I think about Ronald is that He's obviously an exceptional, exceptionally talented baseball player, just naturally gifted with all five tools. But then, you know, pretty quickly when he came up, you know, people would draw comparisons to Juan Soto, same division, and I guess also Bryce Harper too. But they would draw comparisons to Juan Soto, the other under 25 superstar outfielder in the NL East. 
And I, the thing that I like about Acuna is that I think he kind of took exception to that. Like all the stuff that they said that Soto that could personally. do. Yeah, all the <laughs> stuff that they said that Soto could do that Acuna couldn't. Like, oh, Acuna strikes out a little bit too much. He doesn't walk like Soto. He doesn't have the, the plate vision of Soto. Acuna has doubled his walk rate since he got called up in 2018 just just because he's like the Terminator. Like you tell him to learn a skill. He's like, sure, I'll just be elite at that skill next you year know because what? you we're guys talking, talk shit. Talking about- you know, Bobby, just, just to jump off your point, when we talk about, like, gift draft, right, it's a little different than, like, adding the wars. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like yes, Juan Soto is, like, a savant genius hitter. But the chaos of being a little unwieldy, a little undisciplined, yeah. makes Acuna a little more fun for me. Yeah. You know? Like, so, like, yeah, so, yeah, I'd say, like, you know, Juan Soto is a 10% better hitter. But, like, but that's not what this is about, you know? This, this, this is not about always guessing correct on the pitch and then I'll be the show. Yeah, you know, it's about swinging <laughs> off your heels right. and still hitting a triple. Yeah, and know? then motherfucking the pitcher <laughs> while you're rounding second base. Yes, exactly. yes. Acuna is going to swing out of his shoes ten percent more than Juan Soto this year. Twenty percent more than Juan yeah. Soto this year. Right, because um, he, he's going to be working his way back to actual game action. So it might be a little right. silly, but fun. And again, that four second you know video <laughs> is what we're here for. So, uh, Alex, that turns it over to us to select. Second overall, our first pick. Would you like to do the honors? Bradford actually name dropped our first pick here. Right. I mean, he kind of shaded kind of our first yeah, a pick little bit. right here. A little um, bit. I'm, our first pick, uh, I, so I hear, does not necessarily have the tools on both sides of the ball. Uh, but it is one Vladimir Guerrero Jr. It's not about the tools on both sides of the ball. It's about the gif. It's about, it's about the gif. Everybody right. loves Vlad. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves Vlad. The other players love Vlad. The fans love Vlad. The camera, most importantly, Bradford, the camera loves Vlad. And he loves it back. He's obviously incredible. I think he's the best hitter, just hitter in baseball right now in terms of what he can cover, the combination of power and contact, and a great eye as well. Um, I don't think that he's been selected in the gift draft yet up until this point because last year was kind of his big breakout year and the Blue Jays were I think front and center I think that's going to be the same this year I I picked the Blue Jays to go to the World Series they are by far the most complete team in the AL I don't know if they're necessarily going to end up the best by the end of all of it obviously health will have a lot to do with it but they are the most fun team for me to watch with the amount of incredible hitters in that lineup and Vlad is you know top of the top in that lineup he's the he's the main attraction and he's he's a really funny light-hearted guy on the field too like he doesn't take himself too seriously and i think that that is prone to producing wonderful heartwarming gifts out on the field in 2022 i mean he's one of those guys where like like in so many ways probably helps that that his your that uh your father was also an extremely great fun player mm-hmm. yeah because it's like he plays he's like there's like a, a chill to it, you know, of like yeah, a, yeah. A, a, a confidence of like, you know, I know yeah. my heritage. He's not pressed. <laughs> the plate, He's you know? never pressed on the field. Yes, ne- never pressed. It's like, eh, you know, I'm still a millionaire son of the greatest <laughs> player in, in Canadian history or whatever. So it's cool. <laughs> like, it's all good. But like, but no, I, I think that's a great trick, you know, just despite, you know, my uh, advocation of uh, for Acuna, but like, because I mean, the man almost won MVP award against a guy who like literally does it all. <laughs> Shohei Itani, 
that's how exciting, incredible hitter he was last year that we had people kind of like kind of talking a little reckless about him <laughs> being MVP, <laughs> even though he, even though he couldn't be because he can't pitch. Yeah, <laughs> because that's how great a hitter he was. So, um, you know, he was put in a, he was putting together highlight reels, you know, three times a night for all, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty much all year. So I totally understand it. I just think that you get the you you get more opportunities for fun stuff uh, on uh, on defense with some of these other players. You're probably right. The Blue Jays have a very uh, like Memphis Grizzlies vibe to them. To me, like they're they're just they're good. They're legitimately good now, and they all still like each other. You know, they haven't had enough time to start hating each other yet. And so, one of my favorite types of gifts is the celebratory gif. If you look up mm-hmm. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. on Giphy.com one of the first gifts that will come up or multiple of the first gifts that will come up are just him running out of the dugout. There's one of him running out of the dugout, jumping up and down with this huge smile on his face. There's one of him like really aggressively, like potentially he could have hurt someone dumping Gatorade on his teammate's head as, as they're doing their post game interview. And so he's just a, he's a beam of joy and I'm so excited to get to watch him a lot this year. Uh, And I think that, I think that we, both acquitted ourselves well. Both teams acquitted ourselves well at this first round. What do you think, Bradford? Yeah, I mean, um, I, yeah, I, I think that's a, a great point just of, of how much of a cheerleader he is in between, you know, the, the crazy at bats and the big, big flies. Like um, that he is, you know, he's a spark plug in other ways that I think uh, I, I'm glad you factored that in to your, you know, your consideration for uh, your, you know, uh, at least your first pick. You know, I think I think in years past we haven't always rewarded like that kind of calm, cool collectedness as much as we probably should. Uh and and that's something that I think really comes through when you search his names, right? Like the when you search Vlad's name, it the the gifts that come up are not necessarily him pimping home runs or making sliding stops or anything like that. Like, sure, he can, he can do those things. It's, it's him standing on the top deck of the dugout, just kind of like moving his hips a little bit, you know, just kind of like, like getting into it. I mean, and maybe it's because they were playing the open days. And if I was, I'd probably be pretty chill before that game uh, as well. (laughs) Um, But I, I really appreciate that, you know, like you guys said, he's such a huge cheerleader for his team and for like, just the other players on the field, right? Even even his opponents, I think they all have such admiration and respect for him, knowing who he is and the lineage that he comes from. It seems like he genuinely gets along with everyone. Yeah, and I think that that really uh, that's a really rewarding aspect of his. Okay, Brad for William Davis. Thank you so much. Uh, let people know where they can find you and your work, and really anything else that you want them to find. Uh, you can find me posting. I love the post. Twitter.com uh, forward slash my initials, Bradford William Davis, BWD. So Twitter.com forward slash BWD, BWD, BWD. You put the BWD in once, you'll probably find me soon. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an investigative reporter and insider. That's how I, you know, pay my expensive rent. Um, and uh, barely, to be clear, because I'm not, because I'm still a journalist. I'm not rich. <laughs> um, and um, so that's what I'm housed for. But like, uh, yeah, that um, and, uh, you know, anything else is probably, you know, connected to uh, the little bird. So uh, find me there riffing on everything and nothing. Bradford, good to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Good to see you all, too. Thank you for having me. 
first pitch is belted by Acuna. Deep left field, one pitch, it's one nothing. Two picks down. We are up to our third overall pick. We are joined by Stephen Hessen of batting around. One third of batting around. Stephen, hello, sir. Welcome back to Tipping Pitches. You. It's great to have you. We're very excited to see who you all have selected. Uh, it's my understanding that you've come to some composite selections. You are the, here as the representative yeah, from the great um, state of batting around. <laughs> come uh, to bring us your gift selections. Jane and Lauren unfortunately could not make it, but we recorded our most recent episode last night and we talked about it. So I am ready to, I'm ready to hopefully not embarrass the vetting around contingent. I am very interested to hear who has gone so far. Yes, I will tell you that right now. So far, um, Bradford William Davis selected Ronald Acuna Jr. First Mm. overall, and we selected Vladimir Guerrero Jr. uh, Second. Yes. I feel like those are two pretty chalk picks. I'm I'm curious to see if you get creative. So without further ado, you're on the clock, sir. Uh, yeah, those are two excellent picks. They were on my list, but they were not number one. Uh, for gifts. Now, remind me, are we on field only or are we off field? No. Yeah. Hmm. We don't have to stay between the between the chalk lines, so to speak. We cast Dang. a wide net of gifts here. We're inclusionists okay. in the dugout, walking into the stadium, whatever, whatever fits. As long as it can be uploaded to Giphy or or Giphy Cat, and we're not exclusionary on our gift mm. generator. Not until websites. we get this segment sponsored by one of those two. We don't do well, anything for free here. That con- that 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 makes it a little closer. But I'm still going to go with my number one pick, the consensus number one among all of the batting around. Uh, crew I'm picking Shohei Otani mm-hmm. I like he there's just so much there if you want gifts of good pitching boom you got it you want gifts of good hitting boom you got it you want an emotional player showing like excitement or disappointment in a really funny dramatic way boom you got it also very important for my brand he's hot as fuck and <laughs> he's probably probably number one in the league currently i haven't done i haven't done an evaluation yet maybe in the middle of the season but right, uh, we haven't you gotten, haven't updated your rankings i haven't updated the, my rankings but saber metrics he's, he's like top three at least um so yeah i i feel very comfortable picking our boy Shohei. It's a great choice. Shohei has been selected, I think, twice in the all-gift draft. And you've made our jobs very easily because we were between Shohei and one other person. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex, before we make our selection, would you like to talk about Shohei Otani? He's pretty good. He's pretty good at, at all I've, things baseball-related, including this, creating yeah. gifts. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that on my on my desktop, I have like seven different gifts or still images of him looking utterly confused at various things happening on on the on the ball field whether that is a a pitch that he thought was a strike whether that is simply an opposing player doing something just that is absolutely baffling to him um he is very representative in that he is consistently uh, showing everyone how confused he is, which I feel like I can relate to. I am often very confused at things that are happening around me and tend to show that uh, on my face. And it and it just, it, once again, helps that he happens to be the, the 
greatest, uh, most holistic baseball player on the planet right now. That doesn't hurt his case either. We yeah, stand. We stand a relatable, godlike athlete. <laughs> he um he definitely wears his emotions on his sleeve, especially in the particularly in the dugout. He's he's looking like as nervous as I look during baseball games. I'm like, my guy, you're the best baseball player alive. Like you don't need to be that nervous. Things are going to be okay for you. Although he does play for the Angels, so maybe they won't be that okay. Um, yeah, he's he's top tier. He's 80 grade in all respects. Um. And plus, you have the added benefit of MLB will be doing this gift marketing for you all year round. They are exactly. pushing Otani. Rightfully so. They are pushing Otani like nothing else. So you will have him across platform. Um, let's do it, Alex. Let's let's select. Fourth yep. overall pick. Second pick for the Tipping Pitches team. We're going to do it right in front of you, Steven. We're going to stab you right in the heart. We're going to take Nick Castellanos. Oh, <laughs> yep. That was... He was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Alex. I don't think Castellanos has ever been taken in this exercise. He has not. And that's the power of memes, baby. It is the power <laughs> it really of memes. Is. It's also the power of him actually continuing to be one of the best hitters in baseball, so that he is front and center in a lot of these moments. Um, you know, a few years ago, he was kind of just doubles, gap to gap power, kind of out of nowhere. Like, oh, Nick Castellanos on the Tigers, he's a trade target, and. Now he's like a bona fide, he's part of the Phillies, like all in push. And he also, like you said, very handsome guy. I think that people will happily pass around gifts of Nick Castellanos on the Phillies. And Phillies fans are absolute sickos. So they will look for any and every little thing that they can gift into eternity. We're going to make you do some of the work for us this year by selecting a Philadelphia Philly for our team. Yeah. Yep. I, I am unfortunately going to be doing it. Yep. Oh boy. But <laughs> you know, I have to keep my personal brand very strong and um yeah, I he's the hottest player on the Phillies. <laughs> uh, a, a team that includes Bryce Harper, so yeah, excellent pick. I think the banner gif of Cassianos for me is him making that face after he had his whole little tussle with Rob Manfred, he made the face in the post-game on-field press conference. You remember that one, Alex? You mm-hmm. made the like the just kind of stared into the camera. Yeah. He he's a little bit of a ham too. Yeah. He kind of plays up to it. He he does. I'm the thing about him is that from time to time I feel like his uh personality can almost not be contained by a gif. Like it is it is almost too big, right? For for example, there is there is the notorious uh home run that he that he hits amid one broadcaster's um heartfelt apology right <laughs> and obviously that, that something like that for example transcends really any form of uh you know media that can be transmitted online right um but but Stephen is there something that you'd like to uh to, to add to that point of order real quick mm-hmm. does it count sharing gifts of Tom Brenneman? <laughs> Does that count toward right? Are Nick they inextricably linked now through the, no, through the cosmos of like, the universe? I, I, every once in a while, you see like a kind of high concept split screen gif of like one one is like oh, the Tom yeah. Brennan reacting, and the other one is Castellano sitting at home run. So I feel like if you get creative with it, as long as it's a it's a gif, I, I with featuring the player that you've selected, I think that it counts. I think that it counts. I think that counts. Wow, you're you guys are really. Going for it. Chestnut checkers, <laughs> Steven. Chestnut checkers. 
Um, okay. Well, thank you for coming on and making a wonderful selection in Shohei Otani. Thank you for representing batting around. Uh, do you want to just let, let the people know where they can find the podcast and anything else you'd like them to find? Oh uh, yeah. You can find us at bat batten around on, uh, Twitter and batting around everywhere else in your podcast feeds. We just released our, um, season preview this, the week I'm presuming this episode is coming out. Um, so find us on there. Come chat. We're, I think we're nice. <laughs> Co-signed by, uh, by your friends. Sorry, over Jane, here Jane usually does the outro. So I'm just sort of like, <laughs> hi. Yes. Hello. Come, come listen to me and my two much smarter and more charming friends. Talk about baseball. That's Go listen to batting around. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommended by tipping pitches. Otani crushes it to deep right field. Goodbye, Shohei. Okay, we are now joined by Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. Collectively, they are Cespedes Family Barbecue. I have heard of them. I remember them from a time long, long ago when we used to do some podcast together or something like that. Hi, guys. They let us on the air. They let us on a podcast again. Hi, Bobby. Uh now I've I've been kind of having a bit of an identity crisis. Now that we know that Johannes Cespedes will be appearing at Mets Old Timers Day, are we <laughs> by transitive property just old timers? Are we washed by association? Oh, I thought you were going to ask if that meant that you had to select him like you did last year or <laughs> no, two years pandemic. ago. I think it was two before years the pandemic ago season. I think yeah. it's when you took him. Yeah. Um, do, do, are you going to take Uelke with your first pick? Or no? mm, we probably should have considered that, but I'm not counting on enough uh, major league times. So next year. Next, <laughs> Next year. year. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to let you guys know who has been picked already. There have been four selections that were made. Bradford, William Davis, I think you've heard of him. He took Ronald Acuna Jr. And then we selected Vladimir Guerrero Jr. in the first round. Um, Stephen Heston from Batting Around took Shohei Otani, third overall. Shohei Otani. You guys we didn't familiar? even consider him. You familiar with his it. work? He's... He's pretty great at producing gifts, it, you know, independent of how good he is on the baseball field. And you, plus you have the whole media machine behind you, the entire MLB mafia behind yeah. you. All the tweets that are being sent by you guys from the MLB account, those are working <laughs> in your favor too. Let the kids play. Yeah, me. he does have, right, like he's got probably the most cameras on him, which is a, a, a kind of a factor we've talked about in the past. So right, all fair, but that's fine. No one on our at the top of our board quite yet and then who was the fourth person fourth overall selection the tipping pitches team selected nick castellanos oh wow all right okay wow i i can you tell me more about that pick maybe he's do, gonna do some weird shit i don't know yeah. how, <laughs> how else to say it i mean he great. he literally we're, broke we're baseball with great. a meme so fantastic but he right. hates it we know that he hates it <laughs> yeah but even if he hates that meme he still plays to the camera. You can't he, deny that Castellanos knows where the camera is and does stuff with regards to it. I was uh, recently reminded of the Nick Castellanos um, suspension for the getting up in whose face was, was it Yachty or no, it was someone. It was like Andrew Kisner or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was some random just because of the slide at home. He just ended up popping up like too close to the other player. It was it was pure like kind of basketball, right? Like when yes. you like dunk over yes. a guy and then kind of it's like one of the first gifts that that comes up when you when you search for him. I think just the fact that he's such a fucking weirdo kind of lends itself to this to this format. Even yeah. if you can't predict how it will come out. 
They always do this to us, dude. Every time we tell them who we picked, they're like, oh, ooh, they weren't even on my board. Oh, cool guys, cool guys. You the baseball well, hipsters just, over here, the gif well, hipsters. No, it's just because like you guys are smarter than us, I think, for sure, but we definitely know more about baseball. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so this gift draft is just reassuring that every every year on an annual basis. That's it's a great tradition. It's a great tradition. Well, you've built up um expectations for your first pick. You guys Great. will be making should tell the listeners you guys will be making two selections. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. the fifth overall pick and the seventh overall pick. So you're now on the clock. Who's it gonna be? Right, but I, I will just quickly say that we, we appreciate you giving us two picks because there are two of us, but this is a joint board. We did come up with this together. This is not Jordan drafting and then Jake drafting. We we agreed on this list together. So Jake, I mean, this is this is incredible that he fell to us at five. I'm I'm feeling great. A no-brainer selection. Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman will select Jazrado Prince Hermes Fuck. Arrington Chisholm Jr. Yeah. AKA Jazz. Yeah. He was next on our list. Okay, good. Then I'm glad we didn't overthink it and think we could get him with our next one. Uh, jazz is an easy call here. Now, while unlike uh, you know, Otani or, or even Vlad and some of these other guys that will be yeah. on TV Unlike all the them, time. He's not actually that good at baseball, right? No, no, no. That's not, not, that's not, that's not, 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 that's not what we're saying. That's not what we're saying. Um, maybe there won't be as many cameras on him as possible. But I think that Jazz has, as far as a pure highlight producer and the variety of highlights that he is capable of giving us on all every facet of the game, right? He can give us a bat flip. He can give us amazing base running. He can give us amazing defense. He's capable of all that from a baseball standpoint. And then from a personality standpoint, I mean, the dude's name is Jazz for a reason. And uh, he is extremely, extraordinarily fun. Very few professional baseball players, relatively, want to be famous people. Which is, in my opinion, people, oh, baseball, personality, market the board. That is the reality of the sport. And I think there are many reasons for that. Uh, a lot of which have to do with Southern white conservatism, but we don't need to get into that right now. No, no, my you po- should, you I, should get I'd into like it. I'd like to actually. Yeah. You'd like Say to? more. Okay. Yeah. Get my into point it. Is, my point is, Jazz Chisholm wants to be renowned. And that matters when we're talking about gifts. What doesn't matter is his 96 OPS plus from last year. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't matter. That's a number that's going to go up. What does matter is that he is cool as hell, <laughs> likes being cool as hell, wants to be on camera, wants to be famous. Telling you, man, this is a no-brainer. I think I would have taken him second overall in, in the baseball. Here's the other thing uh, about Jazz that I'm most excited about this year um, is now he has some cool friends. You know, we, we uh, I don't know if we did take him last. I don't think we did take him, but we, we, we are a huge fan of Jesus Aguilar. And he has been a Matt big Joyce! part. We, we, love, we love our Matt Joyce proclaimer, Jesus Aguilar. But, and Miggy Rowe is, is fantastic, right? We, we love Miggy Rowe. But other than that, I mean, like, Jazz and Brian Anderson wasn't really like a fun duo. But adding Jorge Soler, I mean, that, we're, we're really starting an, an exciting team down there. I don't know how good they're going to be. Obviously, Garcia, same kind of thing. So I just, I just love that, too, adding in Soler to the mix. I, I'm seeing a lot more you know, team-related entertaining gifts from Jazz. Last point. Every home run he hits is literally a gift because he Eurosteps onto home plate. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) How much value do you get out of that, though? If it's the same gift every time. 
over yeah. time, he's definitely going to mix it up. Like he's going to he's going to do different stuff. Again, yeah. he wants to be on camera. Yeah. yeah, but I do I do agree. Right, there's maybe some some repetition there. But in general, I just. It's just such an easy pick, man. I mean, I, I, if he was on like 25 other teams, he would be even 10, 10 times as big of a deal. So uh, we love Jess. Happy to have him. Is your board in shambles, Bobby Wagner? It sounds like it is. Uh, it's it's not not in shambles. We're just trying to make sure that we do the right thing here is all. Uh, right. I think that you, you've put us on the little bit of the defensive by trying to make us seem like we're not cool enough with our selections. <laughs> You but Jazz are, is a really good pick. Um, you guys are definitely cool. You just know less about baseball. That's the <laughs> it's not about cool. It's knowledge. Not what we're talking about. Okay. Um, I, first, I, I, feel, fair. I feel good knowing less about baseball, number one. And I feel good turning it over to you, Alex. And I'm happy with whatever you think is best right here. God, I hate when you do this. I love I doing hate this. when you do this. I love it's it. like this is funny. This is like trying to give someone an alley oop, and they're just kind of landing and awkwardly looking to pass <laughs> after they catch the ball. Right, right. That's what Alex is doing right now. Mm-hmm. Well, in in lieu of uh, Jazz Chisholm, who who I think very well could have gone first overall in this draft. Uh, people will, people will look back. I think you guys right. overthought it. Everyone overthought it. Yeah, we do. We but do this. Continue. We do this every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, feel, we, I feel fine about our first pick, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I don't know if you know this. He, he knows every single person in baseball intimately, yeah. and they fuck around with each other all the time. Totally. He's, he's a great on our board. Totally fine. Uh, I think we're gonna have to take a take a cue uh, from you guys last year. I believe it was last year, and go with one Tim Anderson once once again. In part, purely by virtue of the fact that there really is always always a camera on him, and he, in the same vein as Jazz, would would like to be the biggest presence on the field. And once again, when you talk about supporting cast, Tim Anderson is an easy pick uh, with with the infield that he's playing in with guys like Moncada, with guys like Abreu. I you you very well could make an all gift team from the Chicago White Sox alone but but Tim Anderson might be might be the top might be the top of that top of that list although I know there might be some other guys on there that uh that are in the running <laughs> hmm. Hmm. hmm interesting we <laughs> love this pick obviously who doesn't love TA7 um, Brad Keller <laughs> so sorry there's the one there's the, the one southern white conservatives love. as Jake laid out yeah <laughs> How do you guys feel about the fact that he's suspended for the first two games of the year? You know that? That TA is mm-hmm. apparently suspended? I didn't know. I forgot about this. Yeah. yeah. that's. Oof. I mean, he could play every other game, but I don't know. I mean, we right. might just forget about forget the diminished exists, value of him not by, having the first two games. By Saturday. <laughs> he's not he, He's not around till Saturday. <laughs> it is pretty ridiculous. It's one of those things that... Uh, you remember when um, when they they decided to uh, suspend Yuli Gurriel, but they were like, "We're actually not going to do it for the playoffs. We're just going to push it back uh, till the next season." Right. Like they very it's well too, could, yeah, it's if too they big wanted, of a moment to suspend him during the World Series. Yeah, it was really Wait. good that everyone was able to remember the incredibly heinous thing that he did six months later, later and allow it to re-enter yeah, the public discourse. The, Genius, the right PR. Right. Genius. Uh, yeah, no, very weird, but it's fine. You'll have him for you know 160 games, so you'll be okay. The um, only thing that the only thing that stinks about Tim Anderson in the gift draft is that you, you don't get like don't get him talking about anybody else. Like 
I, I think this is a good point too, because you know there are players who are so re- like TA is right, like that are so real in a way that is both charming and entertaining and all these things, right? Um, and that's definitely true. Uh, and we've heard Jazz say some pretty crazy stuff also. So, I mean, he would fit in that, but it's fine. You're right. It's a GIF. Can't hear a GIF. Sorry, guys. Can't hear it. We're not doing lip reading over here, so it doesn't count. I mean, it sort of counts, but not in the way that you're describing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Good pick, though. There's an argument to be made that he had the GIF of the year last year with the walk-off home run at the Field yeah. of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. And again, we're, I think we're happy, happy to take him. Hazer Saguilar gift of the year, pointing at Metro's. Um, <laughs> you don't get the audio. The audio is Before, the before, hey, before we make our pick, I, I want to just say, before I sat down here, I engaged in a little thought experiment in my own brain about who would I least want to pick. Which major oh, league regular would be my last pick in this draft? Right. Um, and the answer is Austin Hayes. And I just... <laughs> Wanted to share that briefly before we made our selection. I, I wait, who did who did Jordan drive by shoot? Kyle what Gibson. pitcher? Kyle Gibson, who right. then became an all star. Then so. said he was the most boring, uninteresting player in baseball last year, and he was yeah. an all star. And yeah, I don't Doesn't know. Doesn't make Hayes. him any more interesting. I just got to say that. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. Um, you think our final selection, like the, the Mister Irrelevant of the tipping pitches board, would be Joe Panic, Alex? See, Joe Panic is a much better one. I, I disagree with the Hayes pick, but Brian I'll, I'll Reynolds for, is for another the, is the best good player. I think Brian Anderson aforementioned oh. is also up there because I think that outfield like Austin Hayes has given us some amazing catches. You know, Cesar Hernandez. Yeah, Cesar Hernandez is, is <laughs> nap, nap time. <laughs> this riveting audio of you guys choosing the guys who you don't want. Okay. It is now back to you for the seventh overall. Now, pick. if you were listening to this podcast over the last, you know, five minutes, you can't see us. But Alex, you could see us reacting to your Tim Anderson pick. I could. You could see us agreeing. There's a buzz in the draft room. With some- <laughs> You can see us agreeing with some of your points about the Chicago White Sox. And because of that, that is a little little lead up into our second selection. Jake Vince, please announce it. The only baseball player to die and come back to life. We are selecting (laughs) Eloy Jimenez of the Chicago White Sox. Yes, we feel good about this one. Now, this is a little bit different than jazz. Um. Again, to your point. And that jazz good- has never gone to the other side. <laughs> yes. Seen what it's like. Well, hold on. Let's let's save that in point. That'll be, our, that'll be our closing argument. We'll get to that. Okay. Let's talk about living Eloy, okay? Before he went, you know, moved on. He crossed over. Um, this dude is so delightful. And not necessarily, in, in a different way than jazz, right? Like jazz, as, as Jake said, wants to be famous, wants to be seen, wants to be flamboyant, all these things. Isn't Eloy's nickname Big Baby? Like, he is so just charmingly huge and goofy. And that translates to terrible outfield defense, which is one of the keys of a good gift. That is in in baseball internet history. Terrible outfield defense is way up there in terms of categories to give us amazing gifts. And so when you add that to... Some jaw-dropping homers and bat flips and and him, you know, he's saying, hi, mom, and all those things. I love this pick, and I'm very happy to have it. Jake, what else about Eloy? 
I also think it's worth mentioning that that bad outfield defense is why he died <laughs> in the first place. He, yes. Yes. The first person to die trying to rob a homer in spring training, which what a way, what a way to go out. <laughs> Um, in terms of like the Darwin Awards, I don't know if, how familiar we all yeah, are I am. with that. Um, we're trying to rob a homer in spring training is really has to be way up there. Yes, um, but he Eloy, still came back. Amazing. We are also betting on Eloy to ascend as a player <laughs> on the field this year. To not become, just ascend to the great not beyond. Again. <laughs> not just ascend to the pearly gates. Ascend on to, the third day of the season, the fourth day of the season. But to ascend into the conversation for best power hitter in the American League. He missed la- most of last season because of his death, and hopefully he can have a full death-free <laughs> 2022. I agree. Um, and yeah, man, I, I think... He is like when you have this many famous fun players, it's it is pretty pretty easy to get lost. But I mean, the dude, he's still twenty five. Like I, he's he's great. He's great, and, and he clearly was not all the way back last year. No, um, all the way back from what, Jordan? <laughs> well, it's, that's true. Maybe a lot to ask to really be all the way back from from his... either cross the river sticks again. <laughs> like it's a whole. The whole fucking journey. Sixty right. so day anyway, IL for parish. We're 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 very in. We're very in. I mean, this dude hit hit thirty homers, you know, as a rookie a few years ago. So I'm in on Eloy, and and I, and I can't wait to see him uh, for a full year this year. It's a phenomenal selection. The gif of him falling into the net and just kind of <laughs> sitting in there is the one that really sticks in in my mind as I look over here at his at his giphy search page. No unbotheredness. This is yeah. not a coordinated gentleman. Okay. <laughs> no, no. And he knows it too. Yeah. If anyone can recreate what I still believe is a top five funniest gift of the last five years, the Marcelo Zuna botched catch where he climbed the wall and it was off and it like landed in front of the warning track. Twice. This is our guy. This is our man. So oh, I, mean, I forgot about that. Like Andy, that's I the think one he, I, th- I know that was Ozuna, not, not so Eloy, good, but he could do it. I think he could also recreate the greatest baseball gift of all time, Jordan, which is the Ro Labanez throw. Just chucking it straight into the ground. <laughs> so there's so many possibilities. Um, and as far as we know, right, like he's going to be out there. I don't I, it, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, he's there. Like they've there. I mean, Gavin Sheets. I'm not picking Gavin Sheets for the gift draft, although he would also probably be fairly entertaining out in left field. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're all in. Eloy's our second pick. I doesn't, love our, doesn't our hurt our that he picks. plays baseball uh, with his jersey halfway unbuttoned mm-hmm. either. Another good point. Another good point. Very true. So we're feeling um, good. Okay. We're going to select with the eighth overall pick. Um, great pick, Eloy. I, I love it. I love it for you guys. You crushed it as always. Um, we're going to go with the first, the first PO, the first pitcher only selected so far. It's, We've gone back and forth on the value of choosing pitchers in the gift draft because I, I feel like there is sort of like a ceiling for most guys. It's just it's usually going to be a, a gif of a nasty pitch, but you do kind of need to satisfy that want on your team. You need to satisfy that role. For those of us who love the pitching ninja element of the gif world. And so I think we're going to go with Corbin Burns because I feel like he has the most gifts of making people look silliest like backdoor cutters sliders that make batters look ridiculous and 
of all of the pitchers that we could have selected, I guess, you know, we've chosen Max Scherzer in the past. I don't think we've ever chosen Jacob deGrom. I don't think his excellence really translates into gift form, although <laughs> Scherzer's psychoticness does. Um, yes. I think it's just the cleanest, simplest pitcher to choose for this year. So we're going with Corbett Burns. Now, we, to your point, we have talked about how, right, value of picking pitchers. For us, we've only have two picks. You guys have way more than two picks, so it's easier for you to go pitcher-wise. And if we're talking aesthetic of pitches, I agree that his cutter is, is way up there, but I don't know. He really isn't giving you much else. So, but it's fine. It, maybe it, he it will. Is, maybe, maybe, maybe. No. <laughs> Jake disagrees. But again, we Wait, were this never. Is, this we is just had, ammo for for your the your the argument that you know more about baseball than than us. Really. <laughs> I mean, do you want me to be? I think this pick sucks. <laughs> mm. Wow. Gauntlet okay. thrown. Okay. I think this pick sucks. Yeah. He's never going to exalt. This is not a a like a strike out the last guy of the inning fist pump guy. This is not a jaw at the hitter guy. I think mm-hmm. you could have selected someone with equal parts nastiness and loudness. Amir Garrett would have mm-hmm. been a, another selection because we, we, he got is, burnt, we got burned by him last year. After yeah, we yeah. did. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you need someone that you definitely is going to be pitching a lot. Which, <laughs> um, obviously, that is the risk of taking someone there. So. Liam Hendricks, another guy mm. that comes to mind. It's yeah, true. another guy that you'd mm-hmm. miss the audio for, though. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> you can so. kind of hear it in your head with him, though, right? Oh, like yeah, you almost yeah. don't even need the audio to know. Hendricks what's probably going on would there. be my Here, reliever pick. I mean, I will make. Sucks, man. Let me make one more point. Let me let me let me shit on you guys just a little more, if you don't mind. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bring it on. Issue with Corbin Burns is that very few casuals. I think could recognize him in a gif. Part of that is that he sees on the Brewers. Part of that is because he was not really that famous until last year. I understand that he won the Cy Young, but I am still skeptical that if you just tweeted a gif of Corbin Burns and said, who is this? I think the amount of people who would know are concerningly low. The gif Q score. (laughs) I think it's pretty low. That is my last point. Again, I like you guys as people. A lot. I think you're. I think you're good dudes. Okay, and I love you. If there was any doubt. Yeah, I hate this pick. <laughs> this could be the beginning of our online beef that we start, so that people mm. think that that's why you left the ringer. That you're just shitting on Corbin Burns. I am curious how many other, how many uh, more no. picks? No, no, no. I'm not shitting on Corbin Burns. Is this an outstanding just pitcher. Jake Mintz thinks Corbin Burns won the Mickey Mouse Cy Young in 2021. Um. Is uh, how many more picks are there total? I guess um, it depends on how many people get back to us. <laughs> six, <laughs> six, I think. I'm curious if any other pitchers get selected, but we'll see. Not our problem. Can you? We take love Rob, our duo. Can you so. take Rob Manfred? That's an interesting question. It is an interesting. It question. has only ever been players, but Rob Manfred is not a bad idea. We might have to stash that one, Alex. What about managers? Would managers, would there be any managers worthy of, of gifts? I don't, I don't think so. Probably not. Tony, not Tony, Tony LaRusso, but the thing with Tony LaRusso is I just don't know if he's a good culture fit in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> on, by, on the gift draft. For our gift we also team. have technically banned Tony LaRusso discussion from this from that, this podcast. So. That, is, that is why I, I, I read the banned book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, Jake and Jordan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you 
to Jordan for not shitting on our picks the entire time. And thank you to Jake for shitting on our picks the entire time. Um, where, where can people find your work these days? Uh, you can find our work on our group chat <laughs> that me and Jordan have with one another. Cause it's not a really a group. Uh, I'm writing, I'm rewriting the Bible with calligraphy by hand. And that'll be out at Barnes and Nobles across the country really soon. I'm working on a short animation film of Joe Panic grounding out to second base. So people can catch that in AMC theaters. That one is funded by Tipping Pitches Media. Yeah, 2023. Also, we write for Fox Sports. That's- FoxSports.com. We're all kinds of fun written content going on over there, um, as well as some video stuff coming soon. Uh, podcast. Uh, we have a podcast about Division Three baseball. Check it out. It's called The Podcast About Division Three Baseball. Uh, That's good for us. And then we also have a podcast about Division One baseball, which you can check out with our good friend Stephen Shock. And then our podcast about Major League Baseball. It's coming very, very soon. No, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> never mind. We don't have a – it's over. Baseball barbecue, dead forever, uh, and it will never return. The archive is got. still up if you want to go back and listen to uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly from August 2020. You should. Last thing I'll say. We are – now that our podcast was murdered in cold blood, we are going to be producing – gone to be with Eloy. It's with 2021 early season Eloy and chatting with St. Peter. Um, If you do want to hear us talk about baseball, we're going to be doing a lot more YouTube content. So you should subscribe to us on YouTube. Click the link down below. um, And on Sesame Family Barbecue on YouTube, Foolish Baseball slept in my guest bedroom for four days. And now I want to be a YouTuber. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Subscribe. Thank you. Sharply hit, diving play by Jazz, up with it, throw to first in time, Jazz Chisholm Jr. We are now joined once again by Clinton Yates. Hello, Clinton. Thank you for coming back and doing this wonderfully stupid exercise with us. You know, this is part of what makes me, me, and what makes our baseball community, our baseball community. If we don't have wonderfully stupid exercises, what are we here for? You know what I'm saying? It's a large part of how I run my offense, so to speak. So, yes. Made more wonderfully stupid by the fact that you're just driving through Los Angeles traffic while making this selection right now. It's perfect. On, it's just no I'm notes. If we, if you hear a turn signal in there anywhere. I'm on Crenshaw Boulevard right now. So. <laughs> Wouldn't That's change a single thing. Okay. I'm going to tell you who all has been selected and who selected them. All right. First overall pick, Bradford William Davis selected Ronald Acuna Jr., we tip, right. team tipping pitches, then selected Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Then Steven okay. Hessen from batting around took Shohei Otani. We took Nick Castellanos. Right. Jake and Jordan, who you just saw on the way in and out of the Zoom room, selected Jazz Chisholm Jr. And we selected Tim Anderson. Then they selected okay. Eloy Jimenez. And we selected pitching ninja god Corbin Burns. Jake's pick, completely obvious. Obviously, he went to the Bahamas. That was clear. He was enticed by the islands, and that's a great pick. I'm going to go a little bit more off-board, more towards the nostalgia range with a bit of a Z-axis pick. I'm picking Mets manager Buck Showalter. Let me explain wow. why. 
Okay, Beautiful. wait. We have Beautiful. we have a first in the tipping pitches gift draft. The first non-player we ever selected. This. Well, we're we're not, no, actually, actually, this is this was just asked uh, by our by our Cespedes family barbecue friends if non-players were allowed to be picked, and here you are setting the stage. So here I am. I didn't ask. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm picking Buck Showalter. Let's think about the setup. First of all, Buck, old man Buck, coming back to the game with a team that is arguably one of the most ridiculous in the league in terms of how they run their front office. I say that with all due respect, shout out to Liz Ben, who's back in that operation doing something good. I'm being facetious, but just in general, that guy's been on TV. That guy's been around the bigs forever. God knows what's going to happen with them from an on the field standpoint. Buck Showalter is my pick in the 2022 MLB gift draft. That's a pretty amazing pick. I got to hand it to you. Doing first and asking for forgiveness later, like not even checking in on the rules is, is, a, is, a, is a big flex. I respect yeah. that a lot of I mean, what are, we, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? He wears the uniform. He's in the dugout. As far as I'm concerned, he's as available for all gifts as possible. And here's the secondary point. When a guy like that comes back to the game, give him some flowers. I'd like to see the socials on MLB show us a little bit of the buck meanness. The buck absurdity, the buck showing people how to cork bats on national TV, a thing he actually <laughs> did. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. This guy is the closest thing we've got as a national treasure from his generation that's actually still in the game in an invisible space. He's definitely the platonic ideal of like a curmudgeonly baseball curman- manager, yes. right? Like, <laughs> yes. You know, like I have buck gifts in my mind that I can't even like, you know, describe because I just remember watching this guy so much growing up. Wags, you seem betwixt and befuddled by no. my choices. No, no, I, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm impressed. I liked how you called it a Z-axis pick. Is, is that I might, I might steal that phrase. Okay, <laughs> we traded some phrases today. Exactly. Um, no, I, I will be. I will probably be making a lot of Buck Showalter gifts this year. As, as the gigantic Mets fan of the podcast, I'll basically be doing your work for you, man. So, so you're playing. Is- you're playing a little bit of chestnut checkers with us. I like it. Correct. That's where the Z-axis lies, sir. <laughs> and we <laughs> ourselves at Tipping Pitches, I consider us inclusionists, so we're not we're not offended that you went off board and right. my manager here. Good, good. Um, okay. So, it's so that, your turn now. Yes, that turns it back over to us. We, you know, we've been doing this now for I believe this is our fourth season that we're doing okay. it. So we're wrestling a little bit with internal draft strategy between choosing guys that we know will produce incredible gifts and have been doing it for a long time that we've already picked versus guys that we are a little bit more off board who uh, have not been selected in this exercise yet. And I think for our our pick, we're going to go back a couple years to someone who we were really high on early in this um, exercise and have left him off for a couple years because of, I guess, mostly because of injuries. But we're going to choose Byron Buxton because he... He is most likely to do things that nobody else on a baseball field can do, especially defensively. Um, we've checked all the bo- we've checked the boxes right. in terms of weirdness by selecting Nick Castellanos. He's gonna like, you know, play to the camera, do weird, memeable stuff. We have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Who you don't know- need to explain the content. You don't need to explain <laughs> the content. God, Nick Castellanos. What exactly. Wait. So every so- time that guy shows up, every something great happens. Exactly. Jake and Jordan kind of shit on that pick, and we were kind of just like, all right, dude, we'll see, we'll see you at the end what? of the year. Yeah, we'll, yeah, come on. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll, we'll let our draft board talk for us. For, right. we'll, we'll, we'll let our draft board talk for us. Um, so, you know, we, we filled that hole. 
Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is obviously an incredible baseball player who who makes highlight plays, but also knows everybody else. So he has like the yeah. sort of team camaraderie like gifts. Right. Tim Anderson has the loudest gifts in baseball. Corbin Burns checks our pitching pitching box, and now we're checking our defense box. We're building a full, okay. well-rounded team. Um, I Alex, like the way you're running your program here. I like it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're spreading our payroll out evenly. Um, yeah. <laughs> Alex, I know I know you're a gigantic fan of Byron Buxton, and he makes you feel all of the feels. Do you feel confident that he can stay on the field? Is that this is the full, healthy Byron Buxton season that is going to make him the gift king that was promised? Uh, no, not not <laughs> at all. I'm not even close. I mean, I I am rooting for it, and if he does, you know, it's it's him or Vlad for uh, MVP in the AL, right? But wow, but, you heard uh, it here first. Just, yeah, you did. Um, but just the the level of energy that he brings to the game, right? Again, we're not drafting actual baseball skills, but but it it comes through in the gifts. The man, the the way he runs, it he does not run in a manner that it looks like he is one of the fastest people in baseball like because he's so gangly and his arms and legs are going in every direction and then he's standing on third base and you're like how the hell did that happen right we so call just, that long long levers in the scouting world <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he's got going on yeah. right exactly so like he is he's he's toolsy he has a gorgeous he has a gorgeous smile um and uh i you can't discount that so i'm i'm all in on him this year I like this pick for a couple reasons. Number one, he plays a very active position just in terms of how he does. Also, you want to pick somebody that is well-liked by their fan base and potentially the most-liked player on the team, which might not necessarily be the case, but like you mentioned the flashy smile. He's a very likable guy, popular up there. That helps the Q rating, which yes. to me is important mm-hmm. in this um, decision-making. This gets back to why I went with Showalter because my number one theory about the Metropolitans, which is the best theory on earth, all Mets fans hate other Mets fans. So <laughs> the Mets manager doing stuff that makes them upset is going to be one of the more traded pieces of imagery there is out there. So this this all adds up for me in a major way. It's a phenomenal Am pick all around. Bags? No, no, no. You're Am exactly not you all. are exactly right. Like the Terry Collins arguing with uh, Tom Hallian, if that yeah. came out in real time, like that would have been uh, probably the top gift of that year, even though you couldn't really hear what he was saying, but him just getting right in that right. face, right in the face of Tom Hallian. And so, you know, opening that up for yourselves and, and for team friends, I think that you, you're pushing the boundaries here, Clinton. And that's why we bring you on to big pitches to push boundaries. I, I appreciate that. If I was going to be real, like weird about it, I'd make a caveat for me, which is that I'm the only one that's allowed to pick managers and sports, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I recognize the inclusive vibe here, but I just want everybody to know <laughs> if you do it going forward, pay homage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, pay homage. Here's the thing is, is I don't, I don't know that anyone else is courageous enough outside of you to, to pick a manager in the all gift draft. So you have, you have Fair that. Enough. Fair enough. Uh, Clinton Yates, always wonderful to talk to you. ESPN, he's on the television, man. He's turn on the television and see Clinton Yates. I do a lot. I do a lot. Thanks, guys. I'm, I'm so glad you guys asked me to do this again. Like, this is a very fun thing. Would you call it silly exercises? Yes. Silly and stupid Those exercises. Uh, anything, else, anything else that you want people to find of yours? Um, No, but I'm very not happy about the idea of robo-umps and the idea of people yes. using 
Nintendo power gloves to call pitches. I just don't understand reinventing this wheel specifically. I don't think it's going to speed things up that much. I think it's very weird for infielders. I feel like if you want to battle technology in terms of sign stealing, you eliminate the technology. You don't add more. Like I said this on my buddy's podcast earlier today. Yo, what if I'm some 80-year-old guy with a ham radio in Arizona? I'm picking up signals from whatever. You know, it's just like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Why do we have earpieces and arm things? We're playing baseball. I know that sounds very old, very get off my lawn. But that's like the fun part to me is that you can figure it out with your eyes, your fingers, and your hands, and your feet. That's why baseball's cool, you know? And so, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, to me, it seems to be adding a level of complication that I don't need. And when it comes to umpires, if you don't like the way the umpires are umpiring, again, get better humans. Mm-hmm. You don't need to get more computers. And this whole idea of the cabal of humans, that all exactness at all times in the strike zone is taken over everything that's more important about what the purpose of all the humans on the field are. I'm not buying that. All right. I'll take umpires that aren't hundred percent. Okay. As long as we can get people that are absolutely the best that we can get. That's how I feel about it. That's why I love baseball. And the Buck Showalter pick finally comes into clearest focus with the anti-computers <laughs> right, exactly. rant. Snuck right. it in there. I'm a little slightly, slightly on my porch screaming at kids. <laughs> but at the same time, this is part of the idea of what I think Major League Baseball specifically's biggest problem is trying to market things that aren't just the fun part about playing, which is what most people who like the sport most actually like. You know what I mean? And that's 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 a big thing for me. We don't need all this other stuff. It helps. But if people like the game on a core level for just what it is to pick a ball up, hit a ball, throw a ball, catch a grounder, dive for a stab or whatever, then people are going to like it more in addition to all the other stuff and not the other way around. Incredibly well said. Well said. Clinton, thank you. I'll give you a little inside. You know, I still uh, get residuals from that. I guess it was a popular show. I remember when they first asked me to do it. Uh, I came home. The kids said, Dad, you got to do it. It's a real popular show. But the problem is I had to get up at 8 o'clock in the morning after a night game out in Anaheim in an auxiliary locker room to shoot it. But I did it in one shot. I was pretty excited about that. But the problem is everybody kept cracking up at George. But uh Understand that every time they show that, it costs me $19 in taxes. So when you guys see it, go, God, Buck's got to file another tax from that show. So, All right, Meg Rowley like back on the podcast, it, so managing editor of a little website called Fangraphs, which we are big fans of. Hi, Meg. Hi. Thank you for joining us again on the Tipping Pitches 2022 All Gift Draft. You're, you're a fan of gifts. And you're a fan of, of baseball players, and you're a fan yeah. of baseball players making gifts. Is that all accurate? Yeah. So the listeners I, at home know. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, uh, baseball, famously a visual medium, and uh, I think some <laughs> some of the players in it, you know, they're fun, they're fun to watch. So um, when you can break it down into, I don't know, a tiny expressive clip, I'm all for that. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's why we every year we conduct an entire exercise drafting visual mediums on a medium that is not, not visual. visual. <laughs> it's very fun. <laughs> well, as a fellow baseball podcaster, I, I feel your pain. So. It's safe to say that when we started this silly exercise, Alex, I don't really think we foresaw this many friends joining us this many years later. That that It was mostly just you and me didn't have a better idea for how to preview a season. Right. Um, Meg, this is your third third year joining us? Second year? Third year? I don't what really is, recall. What is time? I couldn't tell you who I picked in the past. I'm sure that they did great, though. 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure um, recently acquired Toronto Blue Jays third baseman Matt Chapman was one of your picks at one point. Oh, for his defensive yeah. highlights. That was yeah. a good pick. Great pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's good that if he was my pick last year, I wasn't selecting him for his bat. So as long <laughs> as it was about the fielding, I think I did fine. Um, okay. I've already offline told you who has been selected because you requested that information ahead of time. You're, yeah. you're getting your big board all in order, and I respect that. So you should be as ready as anybody can be to make a selection. So with, without further ado, I will turn it over to you. You're on the clock to make your all-gift selection. Okay, I uh, I will be accused of this being a homer pick. And you know what? I, I'm fine with that. Um, I, I'm going the prospect route, and I am um, selecting the, the once-in-future face of the Seattle Mariners, Julio Rodriguez. I think that um, Julio, you know, Julio's an incredibly exciting player. Like, sometimes we discount how great these guys are when we're drafting them for gift ability. I think that we should say like Julio was our um, number four overall prospect in, in, in baseball at Fangrass this year. He's a, a 65 future value, exciting, exciting guy, big raw power, big game power, fun hit tool. I think that the, the cool thing that Julio does is that like Julio plays baseball with a lot of joy and expression. And he seems to Take seriously the idea that he, not only with his play on the field, but as sort of an ambassador to the fan base, can really usher in a new era of Mariners baseball that we hope to see in Seattle. And so in addition to his play on the field, I think that he's just going to he's just going to do fun stuff like he's going to make excited faces in in the dugout and he'll probably, you know, he'll come up with fun traditions as he goes around the bases or, you know, is in the field or is hitting big home runs. So I'm, I'm picking Julio because I think that um, I, I will look back on this and feel as if getting him where I have in this draft, that he was a steal. It's all about, it's all about value and the right. slot, the slot value is very important. Yeah, and the tipping yeah. pitch is all gift draft. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so we're now knocking down multiple barriers. Clinton Yates just selected Buck Showalter, a first. For a manager being selected was a first. And I believe this makes the first person who has never debuted oh. to be selected, Julio Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, so, you know, no fear in the Tipping Pitches 2022 no, gift draft no from, from Team Friends. I love that. Yeah, we are we are a, a fearless contingent. I mean, I thought about I thought about other prospects who are coming up. It's it's exciting. Like there are a lot of top prospects who are making their teams opening day rosters. Um, and so for fans of Meg of Rowley those, says service time manipulation is over on tipping pitches. Well, I mean, like <laughs> O'Neill Cruz apparently has to learn how to be a left fielder. So we're not we haven't <laughs> we haven't gotten there all the way. But it, as you think about the guys in that group of prospects, I think that just from a giftability perspective, like Julio probably is the top guy, even if we have Adley Rutschman as our top actual prospect in baseball, um, because I appreciate that not everyone likes framing as much as I do. So. Just a while, frame, framing gif <laughs> sitting there I'm, I'm doing hand gestures I'm rigging someone up you're really yeah. just drafting Joe West wait no sorry Joe West is retired you're drafting yeah. Angel Hernandez oh god um, so I mean we should we could do a, a draft of 
umpires having to announce the rationale for replay decisions. Like that could be its own draft if one were so inclined. I don't know if we have enough information to do that draft with any kind of rigor right now. That might need to be a mid-season. You know, if you're like going into the all-star break and you're like, what will we ever talk about? You can do the all-umpire gift draft. <laughs> By the all-star break, you know us. We'll be talking about the next potential labor stoppage. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, when you... When you uh, Google or when you search on on Giphy Julio Rodriguez gifts, one of the first one that comes up is is you know they every every player kind of they do their um, kind of like hype videos for the team right, and so mm-hmm. it's a bunch of different gifts of them just kind of doing random activities against a backdrop that they've compressed into a gif. Uh, my favorite is it looks like he's just drinking tea and then and then saying ah. Afterwards, I'm really I'm fascinated to hear what the genesis was of of this particular uh, action that he took. Is he in uniform when he's doing that? He is in uniform. Yes. Wow. I mean, he has he has like a YouTube show um, that he is is quite proud of, and so some of this is me um, assuming that it will translate from from YouTube to to the field. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what that's about. I can't wait to find out. Something much discussed in the the gift draft this year, especially, is how how much does the added benefit of having teammates who are also gifable support oh. a guy's case for draftability? And I think for Julio, you know, he's going to be on a team that uh, people have a lot of vested interest in because of what you're saying, Meg. That yeah, they're finally calling up all these guys, and I think you know, like being in the same lineup in the same outfield as someone like Kellenic, it'll it'll be good for his gifts this year. Yeah, and like they won't be next to each other in the field, obviously. But like JP Crawford, I think is an underrated, uh, gifable guy. Um, I don't know that we can say that Robbie Ray and his tight pants are gifable, but boy, are those pants tight! They are some tight pants. Jesse Winker has that long, long neck. Uh, you know, it's just like it's just a very long neck. So <laughs> an amazing got, breakdown of the physiology of the 2022 Mariners right now. Yeah, long neck, tight pants, can't lose. <laughs> Um, okay, that is that is a great selection. Um, it has freed us up to to draft none other than a beloved member of the Tipping Pitches extended universe, and that is Kike Hernandez. Oh, sure, yeah. Who, Alex, has he ever been drafted? I really don't think he has, which feels a, just I like a, ma- a massive yeah, that's oversight. Surprising. A massive oversight. Kike is, you know, obviously not the best player in baseball, but he's up there with the most fun players in baseball just just from a off-field shenanigans perspective he loves to have a lot of fun and he's always kind of generally aware of where the camera is as he's making his ridiculous faces or doing his ridiculous dance moves or walking behind someone during a post-game uh interview on-field interview any of those things and i just think it's kind of a shame and i feel kind of bad that we've never selected kike hernandez yeah, it's pretty remarkable given that he generates a good half dozen kind of uh, eighty grade outputs in gifts every year. Yeah, right. I sometimes sometimes that happens to be him uh, standing on a uh, on a bubble gum bucket. Yeah, uh, in order in order to poke fun at his uh, at his height. Uh, that as as you said, Bobby, it might be him dancing in the field and looking straight into the camera. But he's as as we've noted in the past, 
actual baseball talent has very little correlation when it comes to gif ability, right? If you are just having fun out there on the field, frankly, that's really that's really all it takes. I'm looking at a gif right now from from way back when of Kike pretending to kiss. It appears that it is Adrian Gonzalez. So this is from way back in his Dodgers days. Pretending to kiss him in the dugout, putting his hand in front of his mouth and then walking up to him and kissing him. This is just the kind of stuff that you you can't make it up. You know, Kike's reality is stranger than our fantasy about whatever the greatest gifts could possibly be produced by Major League Baseball players. I am of the opinion that, like, you know, they shouldn't do it if they don't want to. But more of the baseball guys should kiss each other if they're excited. Like, we should, you know, at the end of the World Series, some of them look like they want to kiss. And, <laughs> and again, if they don't want to, they shouldn't do it. You shouldn't. You're never obligated to kiss. But I think that they should feel free to kiss, you know, if they want to. If they're like, this is how I will express affection for my friend in a moment that we have been working for our entire lives, you could feel free to give them a little kiss. If there's a guy who's going to do it. Yeah. It's Kike. Yeah, mm-hmm. there should be more pink and purple on uniforms, and there should be more kissing. Uh, wholeheartedly takes. support. Absolutely. <laughs> wholeheartedly support. <laughs> um, okay, that completes round six of the 2022 All Gift Draft. Meg Rally, thank you. Where can they find? Where can people find your work and your podcasting? And anything else that you'd like them to find, even if it's not related to your work or baseball? <laughs> sure. Um, you can check out all of the stuff that I edit and the words I occasionally write at Fangraphs.com. You can listen to me and Ben Lindbergh on Effectively Wild, our wonderful baseball podcast. that uh, is also at Fangraphs and all the places that you find your podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Meg Rowler, but only if you aren't weird and have good boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> Um, also, get a Fangraph subscription if you're listening. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. An ad free membership. It helps us. It helps you. It's a win for everybody. Thanks, Meg. Thanks for having me. The O2. Swing destroyed. This is going to the Tent City, baby. That is destroyed, clobbered, and gone. It is the final round. It is here. We are joined by many time tipping pitches guests. One of our absolute faves, Shakia Taylor. Hi, Shakia. It's been too long. How it's are you? It's been way too long. What's up? I'm glad to be here. You know, the unofficial third co-host. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've had more than more than one request um, to just let you uh, come host the podcast. Which, frankly, I on on days off when I'm not feeling it, we might we might reach out to you. Are you are you often feeling it on on every day that we record, Alex? Because sometimes, to me, it feels like I'm not I'm not always feeling it. <laughs> we'll we'll both tap out. Just have me on. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll like freestyle a little bit. Exactly. I can't rap, but I'll use like the old Sprite commercials. Um, just tipping pitches will have a completely new audience in one week because everyone would be like that girl lost her mind <laughs> um you guys got a shout out on ballpark figures last night i so, heard i heard on twitter know, yeah yeah cross pod love there <laughs> appreciate that appreciate that i heard that mark was wearing one of the one of the first generation tipping pitches unionized yeah. and minor shirts so that's that's yeah. long time love that's long time love um shakia you were just accosting us before we started the podcast about how you're selecting in the final round this year as opposed to previously you've been the first overall selection in the last two years 
It's it has nothing to do with your performance, which has I been nothing but phenomenal. <laughs> January been nothing six but... on the pod right now. I'm going crazy. <laughs> it's been nothing but phenomenal. But um, Alex and I are very bad procrastinators, so Dude. we waited until the last minute to ask folks to come on and do this. And just because you're a busy person, we're busy people. We're sneaking you in right at the end here before we publish this tomorrow. We sit here on Wednesday. And uh, other people just were like ready right away. So they're not you know as busy. They don't have as much going on. Best for last. Exactly. Best for last. Natalie mm-hmm. Cole said it. You know, we're going to save the best for last. Sorry to everyone else who picked. But the real has arrived. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. It is your time to make a selection. Who would you like to pick in the 2022 Tipping Pitches All Gift Draft? Dun, 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 dun. Mookie! <laughs> I'm going with Mookie Betts. Um, you know, it's Mookie, right? First of all, what a cool-ass nickname. Um, you know, and obviously there's the callback to Spike Lee, right? As Mookie, do the right thing. Dodgers fan um, in the movie. We all know Spike is probably not actually a Dodgers fan. <laughs> um, but also, my pop-up is a Dodgers fan. And that's something that I recently discovered. Um, I didn't grow up around my paternal grandfather for I don't even know what reason. Um, and it doesn't really matter. But um, a couple of weeks ago, um, I was on the phone with my dad and my pop pop was over his house. Yes, I am a grown up calling my grandfather my pop pop. He will not answer to anything else. I love that. Uh, but so my pop pop's over my over my dad's house. My dad had knee surgery. Pop pop's in his eighties, still drives. Okay, which you know I question that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> He's visiting my dad, and my dad's like, "Talk to your grandfather." So I'm on the phone with my grandfather, and I go. You know, I was wondering, Pop, who is your, who's your baseball team? And he goes, well, my favorite players are dead, you know? And it's like, well, obviously, like, but if they weren't, what team were they on? And he's like, well, all black people like the Dodgers in my time. And it's like, well, <laughs> who am I? Why didn't I think of that, you know? So, so it was just a moment. And I asked him who his favorite player was. And he said, Roy Campanella which is extremely dope. Um, And I thought for a second I was going to try to like bandwagon the Dodgers a little bit as, you know, homage to my pop-up. So when I couldn't get my first choice in this draft, I went with my pop-up's choice. So I'm going with Mookie Betts um, for, for for the entire Taylor family there. I love it. I you this is l- like arguably the one of the more shallow exercises we do on this podcast every year and you just brought a tremendous amount of depth to it. No one no one just has a generational story. gravitas to the selection of Mookie Betts literally in the, in the, right? the final round of the the gift draft this year. What an yeah. excellent pick. You know, we Mookie's been selected in the gift draft before. I don't remember by who or in what years, but He's obviously a human highlight reel, a five-tool player. I do feel like he's kind of fallen out of the national conversation a little bit as the, you know one of the game's best player in the last couple of years, whether that be because you know Tatis gets called up in the same division or because the Dodgers are just so, so good as an entire roster or because he was hurt for a long stretch of last year. But 
you know, we're talking about a guy who is the only player to put up a better season than Mike Trout and went in a season where Mike Trout has played a full year. Like this guy is cream of the crop, best of the best. And it's not like he's lacking for emotion or expressiveness or style or individuality out there. So I, I think it's a phenomenal pick. You've you've acquitted yourself very nicely, Shakia, even though you're picking Thank last you. instead of first. Thank you. But I feel like because my pick is so good and it's for my pop-up, I, I mean, last becomes first. Everyone's going to forget <laughs> everyone else who chose, right? They're going to be like, wow, that's Shakia. She's so thoughtful. She thinks that about her grandfather. Like, yeah, I already won. You know what I know. You How really are making those? the rest of us look bad being like, being like, oh, well, he has tight pants and his butt looks good. And, uh, <laughs> We're picking Nick Castellanos for memes and Shakia's picking Mookie Betts for family. Yeah. Hey, look. Hey, for family. Yeah. Um. Not, not, not to mention, not to mention the man is a two sport star, right? Like on the bowling alley. Yeah, he's gonna. That's insane. He's, that's gonna, go, he's gonna go off. Those that gifts absolutely count. counts. I I completely agree. If he bowls a three hundred, that last strike counts as one of the best gifts of the year. Also, do you all remember? I think it was this summer, this past summer. I don't know. Fall. Everything's running together since March of twenty twenty at this point. <laughs> but. When Mookie got married, he's in some of his photos at the wedding reception, just in an undershirt, like a tank Mm -hmm. and his tuxedo pants. And Nelly performed at his wedding. He actually got hot in there and took his shirt (laughs) off. Like you cannot beat that kind of wedding performance. Any wedding reception that ends in a shirtless groom. It's a it's a good wedding. It's a good wedding. Yeah, especially when said groom is Mookie Betts, right? Like, damn, I want I want Mookie Betts shirtless at my wedding too. You know, like <laughs> speak it into existence, Alex. <laughs> this is our platform, and you're using it for good. Try to get Mookie to come through. Mookie, hey Mookie, um, come okay. take your shirt off at my wedding. We <laughs> we'll just have to see when they're coming into town when the Dodgers Weird, are coming into town shine. so you can hold like up sign? that sign yeah weirdest sign that's ever going to be showed on ESPN <laughs> jeez I mean uh, I feel like I would even wear it on a shirt like cause then mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about you know just put it on your shirt instead yeah, yeah. of that shirt that says I just hope both teams have fun you can right. change it you know to I hope Mookie takes off his shirt at my wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> viral the, in two seconds that most esoteric <laughs> t-shirt ever made um I've, okay we're on the clock. Alex, would you like to do the honors of the Mr. Irrelevant of the 2022 all-gift draft? The final selection. Of course. Uh, someone we all uh, know and love, and I think tends to probably get overshadowed a little bit um, by huh, some of the other stars uh, on his team, but that's one Ozzy Albies. The GOAT. I like it. I... Feel like he truly does not get the the respect that he deserves, in part because he plays with one of the the greatest outfielders in baseball, one of the greatest hitters in baseball right now, right? And Ronald Acuna Jr. Obviously, the the number one overall pick in this draft by one Bradford William Davis. Um, 
I feel like almost the fact that he doesn't have the spotlight on him the entire time lets him loosen up a little bit. He has a beautiful bromance with uh, with Dansby Swanson uh, across the across the base from him, his his turning two partner, and uh, two very and different just, guys, just, just extremely, extremely different human different beings guys. in so many ways. <laughs> But he just feels like he has so much love to share with yeah. everyone, whether it's on his team or or players on the other team. And so and so we couldn't let this draft go by. He's never been picked, I don't think. No, I don't so, think so. Pick them. Yeah. He's so when I think of Ozzy, I think of just the joy of baseball. Like he he never takes himself too seriously. Even during the World Series last year, and this is the gift that I think of, and this is the gift that I will ask Alex to put into our blog post whatever we get around to making that this year. The gif I think of with Ozzy is him knowing that there's a camera in the base and going over to the base and sticking his head under it on the national broadcast. Like that's so funny. He did that during the World Series, the most important baseball games of his life. So I I think it's, you know, it's a shame that we've never taken him before. I'm glad that we get the opportunity to take him here. And I feel really good about adding him to our team. I love it. It's an amazing choice. I actually consulted with um, my my life consultant, Craig Goldstein, and <laughs> he suggested that I pick Ozzy. So, like, I mean, I obviously I love it. I think it's great. I think picking someone who's fun but overlooked is a a very you guys kind of thing. Um, so. <laughs> I dig it, and I think the uh, the base camera antics are amazing. Um, I would like to put my face near a base camera and, like, you know, be like, "You got games on your phone," just to see if people like <laughs> catch the reference. So I, <laughs> I think it's really awesome. That's my feedback. Great choice. A plus. Ten out of ten. There's also a, there's a really gorgeous like gif slash video of him caressing Acuna in the dugout, right? I don't know what whatever it was that um, that Acuna was was going through at the moment. He just needed a shoulder to lean on, and Ozzy so gladly just like lets him lets Acuna cuddle up into him and is kind of like stroking his head and stuff. And I feel like so many baseball players would be very hesitant to kind of I mean baseball players love showing emotion but that sort of like level of intimacy I think a lot of players are hesitant to maybe lean into um and and the fact that they have such a deep and close relationship I think mm-hmm. matters matters a lot and and I love that that he's not afraid to let the world see that sensual baseball the world needs more of it exactly exactly mm-hmm. mookie bet mm-hmm. shirts off like, oh my god. <laughs> caressing Acuna what like the world needs now <laughs> shirtless smoky bets. It's the only thing. Sorry. Uh, wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. No, uh, more people should sing on t- the Tipping Pitches podcast. Um so true. That that concludes the 2022 All Gift Draft. Shakia, thank you so much for joining us. It's always great thank to you see you. Me. Uh, I, I, we need to talk to you again sooner. We can't. We can't spend this much time without having you on the podcast again. Do you want to? Do you want to let the people know where they can find all the stuff that you're doing, all the writing that you're doing, the the shows that you're hosting, the many things that you want people to see that you're working on? Um, 
I'm on Twitter at Curly Fro. I am on Instagram at a little bit of dope. It is spelled correctly, all spelled out, no capital letters. I get asked that all the time. And as far as the writing, it's all it's it's all on the bird app. Like I, I have a website, but who uses those anymore? It's all on the bird app. <laughs> Gonzalez is all on. Swatted the right center field. Diving play. A walk-off catch. Mookie magic. Thanks to Bradford, Steven, Jake, Jordan, Clinton, Meg, and Shakia. Alex, I'm very excited for this season. We weren't sure if it was going to come, to be honest. But it's here. Feels good. It does. I wasn't really sure how I was going to feel about it, kind of, as opening day rolled around. And then I realized that I actually do still care about baseball, despite what my favorite team is trying to to do to myself and and the rest of our fan base. Uh, I'm excited for 29 baseball teams this year. I still haven't... Um repurchased mlb.tv <laughs> I uh, gotta get on that <laughs> yeah I haven't either I did accidentally repurchase uh, minor league baseball TV <laughs> this, this year when I when I saw that $50 charge on my credit card which <laughs> nice. you know what you know what that's fine that's fine they need it uh, more than more than the millionaires playing baseball right and that money I know is going directly into the directly pockets, to the least. pockets yeah exactly right. um I still have. I also still haven't made a plan for how. Now that I live back in New York, I'm gonna watch Mets games because they'll all be blacked out. But you know, I'll find my ways to do it. Even though they shut down my beloved Bill of Sport last year. <laughs> yes, there are plenty of plenty of options out there for you. I'll I'll help you. You know, route set up your router to go through a VPN or something, <laughs> so or... that I can get it on my PlayStation. <laughs> exactly. Using a VPN to watch Mets games on your PlayStation 2022 is wild. That's Praxis right there, dude. That really is. Um, If listeners at home think that there are any extremely glaring omissions from the 2022 All Gift Draft, please call in and feel free to make your selection. Though you have less than three minutes, I will remind people on a voicemail. Less than three minutes. But you can call in and tell us who you would have selected. 785-422-5881. To leave us a voicemail, you can write us at tippingpitchespod at gmail.com. Tipping underscore pitches on Twitter. Very excited for this year. And I'm very excited to be doing this podcast still with you, my friend. I am as well. Um, I'll leave the listeners with what Meg Rowley put best. Long necks, tight pants, can't lose. (laughs) Enjoy the season, everyone. What doesn't kill me makes me want you more. Uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. Tipping pitches. Tipping pitches. This is the one that I love the most. Tipping pitches. So we'll see you next week. See ya!